throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourself? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill. It's time to listen and learn. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. I'm your host, Gord Riddell, and I'm here with my ever-curious Dr. Jan Hill, my co-host. Hi, Jan. And We missed you. We took two weeks off here. Yeah. 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 Welcome back. Yeah. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah. Good old sweaty Toronto. Uh, <laughs> probably not as bad as Phoenix, though. Um, so we also have a special guest here. Uh, we have Sarah Clark. Welcome, Sarah. Hi there. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Good. So you're a sound specialist. Well, I certainly teach the sound uh, sound class here. Okay. All right. <laughs> but now don't squirm out of that one. Um, that was very good, though, deflecting away from it. Uh, Sarah likes to defy labels. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> so Sarah, the woman with no labels, uh, she comes to us from Vancouver Island uh, with a background in vision rehab therapy, uh, acquired brain injury life skills training, and creative arts facilitation. Uh, she teaches here at Transformational Arts College, and uh, she's teaching uh, spiritual director in the energetics program, uh, Total Self, and provides administrative support at, here at the college also. Um, she is a practitioner both as a spiritual director, coach, and holistic energy worker uh, graduating from all those programs. Well, you've done them all, haven't you? <laughs> almost, yeah. almost. We love people yeah, like you. Almost. It's great. <laughs> and here you are being able to contribute back. Uh, you know, sound sound is really interesting because I think, you know, people are just so into uh, music these days. Of course, seeing anybody on the subway has their headphones on. Uh, yeah. uh, and it's everything from music of, you know, hundreds of years ago. Uh, of course, the disco era changed a whole lot of things. And now we're up into rap and hip hop. Uh, so it's it's really changed a, a whole lot, and it's you know people people talk about the sound as opposed to the yeah, musicality yeah. of it. Completely different. So I'm gonna let you hear something here. Okay. So how does that sound impact you? Well, I feel calmer. I, I like it. I usually don't like sound very much. Like, in general. But I like that. In right. general. Yeah, I like soundless things, but I like that sound. It kind of makes me feel calm. Her dogs don't bark. So, <laughs> I like the sound of barking dogs. Right. It all depends on what, how we um, interact with sound. So what is your connection to sound? How do you connect with it? Like barking dogs? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So for me, generally, well, that's a good question. So for me, generally, yeah, it's a couple sounds I really like, but I actually really like quiet. And mm-hmm. I don't, like, I don't play music in my house or anything like that, right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, quiet. I like quiet. Well, <laughs> or I like so, walking in the woods. Yeah, Those sounds, exactly. right? Like crunchy but under your feet sounds. tree make a sound when you're in the woods? Yeah. Well, when you're there, oh, yes. It falls over. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not there, no. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I love sound. I've got music on mm-hmm. all the time, 
I find people won't talk to me when I'm on the subway that way, and I have my headphones on. It's very selfish. So sound um, can become a barrier too, like oh, an intentional oh, yeah. barrier. Yeah, absolutely. Like a sound barrier. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's like my own little bubble. Protect it. Yeah. I can walk in, but I, I've always associated it to movement and mm. to vocalization, like to sing. Hmm. Well, and everyone has a different connection based on your your whole life story. For me, my connection to sound is basically sub, summed up in loving music, absolutely loving music, being raised around constant live music, my family playing all the time. But I never really had any ability, like musical hmm. ability. Hmm. So I got skipped over in the jeans. Um, <laughs> and then over time... The dress is very nice, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, But over time, I got, I ended up with wounding and just the things that unfolded in life. I became completely afraid of making sound that, you know, lest I disturb anybody, lest I take up any space in the world, it became safer to make no noise. Hmm. So then like to be small, to not really take up space and Basically, what ended up happening is my receptivity to sound was absolutely loving sound. So receptively, I loved sound. Expressively, I was completely shut down. Hmm. Very so hard. So you to, would be heard, like moving yeah, around in your house, right? Exactly. It's like the um, children should be seen and not heard. Hmm. But I had internalized that message. Right. So these these kind of connections is that, you know, the personal connections to sound is that typical? Yeah, really. Like, people have such different stories. So in the classes that we have, people will share their stories, their connections with sound. And so many people have that inability to speak, inability to voice their truth, inability to even connect with bodily sounds. So some of our exercises are around making sounds. Hmm. So, you know, can you actually belch? Or does that bring up a lot of embarrassment? <laughs> I'm not going to do it on <laughs> <laughs> well done, Jen. There well you done. go. Gordon did that. Jen, oh, that Jen came out of the woods Blech. again. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, I, yeah, it would bring up a lot of issues for me. Well, <laughs> there you go. Well done. I just so, wait, that's the unspoken sound, exactly. right? So I just sure. had to make it. Sure. What's that called? It's, a zerbets? You know, when you blow into somebody's oh, arm yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's you know, yeah. so yeah. a bit like yeah. grade two. Yeah, well, it's... Or you do it with a little but, kid. Yeah. Can we give ourselves permission to do that? Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at relationships, like uh, romantic relationships, often in the early part of the relationship, there's a real sort of uh, a reversion back to mm-hmm. being very yeah. young children. You know, they'll have like words for each other, like honey, baby, boo, boo. Cutesy words. You know, yeah, cutesy words. And you go, bleh. Uh, another, there's another sound yeah. uh, <laughs> that I'll usually yeah. give. Uh, but uh, there is that reversion back and you, you'll you hear them talking baby language and, you know, names and making sounds. Well, and back to that, babies, kids are not afraid. They're not, they haven't had that wounding that shuts them down. So they're not afraid to make those sounds. Those sounds are legit. They're body sounds. They're like normal sounds. There's nothing wrong with making those sounds. However, we tend to Do you want to, to call become... my dad right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. It is. Like, no, you're making you're, a good point. Yeah, as, absolutely. It's a great point, right? Because, because as, sound is connected to body shame. Yeah, totally. Oh, right? yes. Totally. And we live in a culture yeah, that totally. is constant. Constantly body shaming. Or personality shaming or whatever yeah. it is. Like it's it's shaming to who I am. It's yeah. 
oh, I can't be heard to, you know, say those words or to, I don't know, make that sound or anything. Like you just, you can't, you end up restricted. So that's where I was in my sound journey is sound therapy for me, sound (coughs) healing for me was a gateway into this whole expanded world of being able to take up space. So suddenly, as I learned to accept my own sounds and the sounds around me, and I gained a new awareness of what sound is in my life, I gained the ability to accept me for me. Hmm. Wow, that's cool. So yeah. Cool. No, know. Sound, sound in my family, nobody played instruments or anything, but, uh, you know, my parents Right up until six months before my dad died, they went dancing every mm. Saturday night. They had a date from the time I was a little on up, you know, and they loved wow. dancing. Uh, they danced on roller skates when they were younger. Um, but, yeah, so, so – uh, and then they would teach us how to dance. So it was very much uh, – um, yeah, it was very physicalized for us, mm-hmm. as long as you didn't use physical noises. <laughs> there was a big because yeah. yeah. it's all boys in my family. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom sometimes she was a boy too, but you know it was right down the middle. It was like nope, music great, get the body going. Yeah. Oh no no that's not allowed here when we're dancing. Yeah. Wow, I know a lady who did her entire autobiography, like her story, according to music. So, like you said, the the music. She chose music from different eras of her life and wrote her whole story really? in really? music. It was phenomenal because we identify so much with those sounds. So I'm sure there's mm. some of those pieces that your parents danced to or taught you. Oh, yeah. That like have Glenn Miller Band. Yeah, exactly. You know, that just come yeah. up as memories of part of your Right now, I think the opening of mine would be like, you know, going through the mountains singing, you know, oh. those are alive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I found, I actually used a similar technique with mm-hmm. clients because I find some clients don't, they're not good at, uh, they, they, they don't relate to the narrative of their life. So to mm. tell the story mm-hmm. of their life in events, right? And the mm-hmm. events are really important to identify, at least in the beginning part of their process, right? So I had one client in particular, uh, total music buff, a uh, younger kid, and he went home and he made a playlist of his life. Oh, and then we so started cool. at the beginning of the playlist and we worked our way through. And what he would do is explain the relevance of that uh, mm-hmm. of that particular thing um, in his life at that moment. That's so cool. Mm. It's such a great way of bringing sound into your life. Yeah. And there's, uh, I just want to bring in the the way we relate to sound, like the way he's relating to sound, finding the things in his life that have transpired, but he's hinging them on the sounds, the, the music in his life. And like all relationships in our life, we can certainly take a new look at a relationship with sound. Again, so looking at it through music is one thing, but to look at it Mm -hmm. in terms of sound in general in your life Mm -hmm. is a whole new way of looking at life. And then to see if the way we have had our relationship with sound still serves us. So for me, it didn't. You know, to for me to just be receptively appreciative and expressively expressively shut down is not right. productive for me. That's not so I really worked on learning how to speak out and to make sound and to validate that. So it gave me a huge uh, learning and healing hmm. by being able to appreciate sound differently. Well, sound, you know, because really when we're talking about sound, we're not talking about music. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, you know, uh, some people's voices are like really, really loud. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. you just kind of, you know, and it's very cultural. 
and, oh, and it's kind of like wow okay i'm glad that's not in my house mm-hmm. you know or at least when uh when they uh um exp- you know when you heard loud noises coming out of people's mouths you at least knew what that meant. Yeah. It wasn't lovely women who were discussing tomatoes on the corner. <laughs> usually. <laughs> like, usually, yeah. Uh, you know, but, yes, yeah, so some of the Mediterranean cultures are, are uh, well-known for discussing quite loudly, and that's how you get into the conversation, too. Mm, you know, you push I was your way in. reading a little while back, there's a uh, – no, I was watching an interview with a woman named uh, Amy, Amy Williams, and she's done some research on this, and mm. – um, not only do, and maybe we'll talk about this a little mm-hmm. later, but not only do we uh, speak in certain ways with a particular tonality, but our voice has certain frequencies and we're actually mm-hmm. missing frequencies. And in her research, what she's discovered mm-hmm. is that certain illnesses connect to the frequencies that are missing mm-hmm. in our vocal range, number one. And number two, mm-hmm. getting in with what you said, Gord, is that we choose partners mm-hmm. who will often, we choose to be around people whose voices have the the frequencies that we're missing. That's so cool. Is that not That's the coolest so cool. wow. coolest mm-hmm. thing? That's interesting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm missing a few female frequencies, I think. So. <laughs> That's, that's why I'm surrounded by that's women. Why that's we why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's so cool. The the toning. So the toning that we do really vibrates the at a vibrational level. Mm. All of that the soundings that heal the body. So there's lots of research that's been done on toning too. Um Liam, uh, Leah Marie, no, Leah Maggie Garfield um, wrote, she's written extensively, she's done a lot of toning. And she says that uh, sound, specifically the vocal toning, will shift the blocks in our bodies. So wherever energy mm. is stuck or has become like overly dense, um, and you can think of that as metaphorically, but even physically. So even physically, at a physical level, sound will shift the the stuck places within us so it makes sense that we yeah. would choose partners or choose to be around people that help to fill in the what we're missing vibrationally because yeah, sound well, is a wave right so if you imagine a, a wave yeah. in the water yeah. a wave in the water pushes it has a kinetic totally. energy right so it pushes things and moves things and orders things right totally. that force orders things mm-hmm. and that's what happens in the yeah. body totally yeah I mean, what i'm thinking of was actually in the, in the churches you know how hmm. how much music is a part of that. Yeah, and it's very specific music, very specific frequency tonalities mm-hmm. that people just sort of come together and mm-hmm. calm down and you know enter into a prayerful or meditative. And even or, the architecture in places, yeah. religious places, is conducive is to, to yeah. big pipe organs and especially the European yeah. cathedrals and stuff. Yeah. You know? So I, th- for some reason, I was just sort of relating to the music. How mm-hmm. music is also used to control us. Mm-hmm. as well you know. well even a bell okay so a small bell just a small tiny little bell will get our attention and <laughs> in religious in uh, rituals it's often used to simply grab our attention it's just saying hello something important is happening here so when the ritual is for instance in the catholic church where for many years everything was done in latin not the language of the people um, they, and the priest had their back to the congregations, they had to let people know when something important was happening so you'd pay attention. That's right. 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 You know, right. stop daydreaming. Right. Hello, this is important. Or so we're going to ring the bell. Yeah. So, or chasing you know, your chickens. 
<laughs> in church. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, the sound is hugely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's used a lot. I'm thinking of like elevators and shopping and malls yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So let's uh, take a break here. We, Sounds good. Wait a minute. Break time! (laughs) Everybody turn around. Um, uh, Yes, we are uh, uh, here at Things Worth Considering with Jan and our guest Sarah, and I'm Gord. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, this is uh, Gordon Hill, and I'm here with Jan. I'm here with Sarah, and we're talking about sound, uh, not just music, but sound. So, Sarah, tell so us more. We were talking about how it, how sound affects the body, and there's also not only based on what Leah Garfield has talked about in the toning, but uh, how it breaks up unstuckness mm-hmm. or it unsticks us. It breaks us things that that are stuck in our bodies. Um, medically, sound is used in machines like the lithotriptor that uses sound waves to actually physically break up kidney stones and gallstones. Yeah, that's true. that's true. So we know that the vibration of the sound waves actually shatters those blocks. It also it also ultrasound allows them to exactly. get a complete picture. To get a picture. Yeah. There's, so, that, there's this company right across the road. Across the hallway here, who does? That's right. Using ultrasound. That's right. Does three and four D 
pictures of fetuses. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can see your child before yeah. it's born. And I've seen them. Yeah. Uh, only a couple of people as they were leaving, and they're awesome. Wow. And it's all being done with sound. It's being done with sound. Yeah. So we know that sound really affects us on a body level. There's four principles of sound that I usually talk about in the courses. And the first principle is frequency. It's freq- I'll just read the frequency, resonance, entrainment, and intention. And frequency is the measurement of sound. So it's the sound. It's the wavelengths. Right. Resonance is the rate of vibration. Everything has a natural vibratory rate. Everything in the world has a vibratory rate, so it's the rate of vibration. Entrainment is when two or more frequencies are synchronizing into a dominant rhythm. They come in synced with each other. And intention is the energy or the energetic consciousness that's encoded into the sound. So going back to them, frequency, which is the measurement of sound. Mm -hmm. I often ask people... How do you measure yourself? Like, how do we measure ourselves in our life? So Inches, pounds, metric. Yeah, like, (laughs) you know, is it through the successes? Is it through when somebody gives us a compliment or a pat on the back? Is it through the uh, certificates that we have? Is it through the relationships that we have? Like, how do we measure? So, to me, I keep bringing it back to looking at the concepts of sound throughout my life. And where, what is my frequency? Hmm. How do oh, I measure that's pretty myself? cool. Like, so so what, what's your frequency? Like, what's the range? Oh, well, however I measure myself. And I think early on in my life, I measured myself according to, you know, how invisible I was. Hmm. That that was the best measurement of so in other the words, best not measuring, person. Not measuring Yeah, like being as, as minimal as possible, as taking up as less space as possible. And then over time, I've learned to measure myself more by how I feel internally. And I'm not waiting for the external. I'm not waiting for the validation externally. Hmm. Right. So then uh, resonance is like the rate of vibration. So then what do we resonate with? How do we, what are we resonating? Like how do you, when you are with people, who are you, how do you, um, find what is important to you. What do you resonate? What's your rate of vibration? What do you vibrate well with? So for me, it's like, I don't know, positive attitude, positive um, being with people who are um, able to see the world in a way that's constructive. I vibrate with that. Right. So that would be more of my resonance. You know, when you say, that really, really resonate with that. Uh, that really resonates with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or it's something that catches your attention yeah. or that, yeah, that actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, you feel in alignment with. Or you were showing me, Jenna, a website beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that really resonates with me. Like, I, I that's cool. That's really neat. That's right. So there's a resonance. Like, what, what do I want to vibrate with? Where's my natural mm-hmm. vibrant? Uh, rate. And then entrainment, when two or more frequencies are synchronizing into a dominant rhythm, well, we know, <laughs> this is a broad statement, but <laughs> we know that when we walk into a room where there's been an argument, we can feel that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't, it can be silent, but we still feel that energy. Mm-hmm. That, that there's, there's a frequency of vibration there. And we can entrain to that or not. Mm-hmm. So you go into a big party. Everyone's super happy. You can entrain to that happy energy, even if you've had a rough day. So 
the entrainment is what you sync with. Right. So I think of entrainment as being the the parity, say, between or the mirroring of, say, brainwave frequencies and things like that, right? So if you go in and you're sitting and you're you're meditating Mm -hmm. with a bunch of people, then everybody's entrained to that meditation frequency, Mm -hmm. right? Well, you're entraining to the dominant rhythm. Right. So whoever's energy is dominant, whoever's Mm -hmm. keeping that dominant energy, you're going to entrain to that. Mm -hmm. So in the sound, it's the same. Or rebellion. Or you can rebel. However, you've got to maintain a pretty strong... Frequency to, oh, there are to people stay. that can yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then intention is that un, that energy or the energetic consciousness that's encoded in the sound. So when you're doing, when I'm doing sound therapy, mm. when I'm working with people, then I'm holding an intention that is hopefully resonating with what's important for them, mm-hmm. what they've set. And so I'm there's a real crossover that. here between some of the, the shows we've done previously on intuition mm-hmm. and reading energy and... Even mediumship, mm-hmm. even, yeah. you know, yeah. is what you're connecting to. Well, and also the unstuck. I was thinking of the unstuck. Oh, the unstuck, right? Yeah, like yeah. you know, great work. Removing the blocks, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the intention too, you know how um, this is a long time ago, but when we used to write letters and send them through the post. Oh, how silly. <laughs> when was that? <laughs> Ages ago. Um, I remember putting that S W A K on the back. Sealed with a kiss. Sealed with a kiss. Oh, really? So it was this. <laughs> it, it was like this intention that's implanted in right. the oh, the envelope, right? Kind of nice. So now my comparison to that now is the hashtag. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. We're putting an intention out there. That's right. And we're attaching it to what we're sending. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Huh. I never thought of that. That's actually cool. We thought we just wanted it to stand out. <laughs> I just wanted more followers. <laughs> it's all about oh, there, me. There's your intention. Sealed with a kiss would have worked. <laughs> Hashtag follow me now. Yes, exactly. Where? Notice me. <laughs> so there's a lot of work going on in energy vibration work. There's a lot of work. Yeah, especially in the medical field. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of studies that have been done with healthy healthy cells and can- versus cancerous cells, hmm. and they're looking at noting the uh, the healing effects of various instruments. So using different things. Yeah. Is that like Mitchell well, Gaynor's stuff? He's that, uh, what do you yes, call it? Yes, uh, Mitchell Gaynor. Yeah, integrative oncologist. And guy. he he talked yeah. about no organ in the system. Yeah, no organ in the body system um, that is not affected by sound, music, or vibration. Probably yeah, like that. every sure. single thing. Yeah, because totally everything, oh, yeah. everything is sound, right? And yep. we have everything. the primordial sound within us yeah. that actually shapes the nature of okay. our essence, yeah. right? That's why it really explains why so many people get thrown, like walking down the, you know, the street in a big city. You're just inundated with all these frequencies from ones you don't even want to know to ones you try to avoid, and then the odd, odd nice one comes along. And sorry, Mm -hmm. well, I was going to say I'm also struck by Gord when you say that by the difference between what we consider to be natural sounds Mm -hmm. versus the sounds that come from objects like uh, uh, metals. Smashing against one motorcycles, or right, exactly like these 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 sounds of technology, right? Yeah, and how they would have a different impact on. And I think one of the things that we're missing in urban life is the sound is that of nature, the I natural was just sound. Going to talk about the difference, like in a city where you're really close, like the buildings are fairly close. Mm. The sounds are going to bounce off of the buildings, yeah. and so you're 
there's a tendency to feel a bit more contained. Whereas mm-hmm. when people go out in nature, there's a tendency to feel a bit more expansive, to sort of take that exhale, inhale, to really feel the difference in the sound. I'm struck by what you say, too. If you think about it as like sound waves bouncing off of architecture, mm-hmm. bouncing off of all of these things that are in the way mm-hmm. of of the sound wave, then it makes me, I wonder... To what extent are the waves contorted and distorted by the environment around us? So by mm-hmm. the time it gets to our ear, the mm-hmm. frequency isn't actually um, consistent, right? You know what I mean? Well, so the wave is all like going yeah, over yeah. the place. It's yeah. like water molecules like that how much go down the echoes pipes. does it distort? Yeah, exactly, and right? To a point. And I, I would say that it is our life experience that distorts it even more. Huh. So it's the... It's the. Um, Are you saying my life's distorted? <laughs> I didn't personally say that. Sounds distorted to me. <laughs> it's the the meaning making that we put to the sound that we absorb. Right. So right. as I absorb the sound, what am I? What meaning am I making? Mm-hmm. So that's that's yeah. like the intrapersonal experience. So of yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like the construction work. So it's like really loud. Those jackhammers and the. Uh, and it's like really incredibly loud. And for me, that is not particularly pleasant. However, I did hear somebody say, um, one of my instructors said that for years that drove her insane until one day it dawned on her that that construction sound is paying somebody's livelihood. Oh. It's feeding their family. Hmm. So all of a sudden she had a different relationship with that sound. She no longer had that you know, she didn't make the meaning of it, that it was just disruptive. Mm-hmm. She now saw it as somebody's income. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it depends on what meaning we make of the sound. Mm-hmm. For me, like, you know, when people are shouting, like you talked about uh, different cultural voices, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll perceive people as shouting and think it's anger. Right. Absolutely. Because I don't understand the language, whatever they happen to be speaking, or even if it says something that I do understand, I may perceive it to be anger when it's not. Right. Because I've made this association. Yeah, and, and was, yeah, volume is really mm-hmm. as, as always pitch and mm-hmm. and you know how you lower your voice. Could you come in and see me, please? Hi, mm-hmm. how are you doing? You know, like I mean, all of that is giving very different messages. You know, and we learn how to mm-hmm. do that. I mean, we can use our voices to really manipulate. Oh, absolutely, please, absolutely, please. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Absolutely, yeah. and you can sound. You can also hear people when they are speaking in what you would what I would perceive as a superficial voice. So really? I can... Knowing yeah, how stressed really? they are. <laughs> Damn. Like, Not yeah. in this town. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that goes, like, thinking of the superficial voice, <laughs> that's, uh, to me, comes back to the embodiment of sound. So mm-hmm. for me, that's really important, to embody um, who I am, um, to embody my authenticity, and by able to being able to speak truthfully or mm-hmm. allow my sounds to be truthful. You well, know, I did a course mm-hmm. uh, that you know, when you talk about uh, the authenticity or your sound or whatever, was you played with your voice until you found we all have a sound, like at a certain range or mm-hmm. whatever. And that when you hit that, it, it it's effortless to just mm-hmm. keep going. You're not like running out of air in the same way. It's like three times as long. That can then be used for healing. So once we had learned that sound, then, you know, we actually did it like into someone's like, like, you know, hands over the mouth into their spine. 
<laughs> and and just like whoa, you know, all the way down, or like you know, Gregorian chants or whatever. Uh, but it was just one sound that's ours authentically, and people were so like just vibrating from it. It was amazing, and I've I've still used it occasionally. It's just it trying is, to find that sound. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing, and we do some of that with um, in the classes where we working we're working with actual toning those sounds and it what do you does mean by take longer those sounds? To, like internally uh, embodying that sound okay yeah that's what so, I'm thinking so yeah of. like you were talking about you can uh i it's hard to find your own tone right away yeah uh, and it changes too it can change on where you're what space you're in what your mood is and what's resonating more with you at that time but the toning that we do is like we'll go through the different chakras say mm-hmm. so we'll tone into each other's chakras and we can just sound it out right right like doing you know, c going, d uh, e it doesn't you can put letters or to it do re mi yeah <laughs> you, you could yeah you, is julie andrews here <laughs> the hills are alive. Really, that's two two uh, uh, references to her her movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hills are alive. Um, yeah. Okay. the the uh, The research is what I'm really interesting in, really mm-hmm. interested in, because uh, you know, not that I don't find some of this interesting, but I know so much of the anecdotal. Mm-hmm. You know, and the problem with some of the research is people don't like anecdotal, anecdotal mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, attestations to stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, so what if a million people think that there's blah, blah? They're, they're deluded. Well, I'm sorry. If a million people are saying this happened when this happened mm-hmm. with the voice or whatever, I, I really want to know more who's taking it somewhere. There is, there's a lot of research, a variety of research centers and uh, medical centers, mostly in the States and England. Uh, that but over- we don't have any sound in Canada? <laughs> I'm sure we do. <laughs> <laughs> but the research, you're, ask, you're asking about the research specifically. Uh, and that- you know what? Then we're going to hold that till after a break. If you- Perfect. Let's is that a good place to, to Absolutely, come Absolutely, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, and you'll give us some more sounds too, I think. I will, absolutely. All right. All right. So we're here with uh, Sarah Clark. Uh, Sarah is a sound specialist in teaching people all about sound and, and, and embodiment of their own tones and frequencies. And I'm here, of course, with Dr. Jan Hill and myself, Cordell, and we will be back on the other side of these commercials. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. 
it's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, We're talking here with Sarah Clark, and we're talking all about sound and frequencies and resonance and entrainment and the intention. But actually, what we're really talking about now is the some of the research going on in this field. So, Sarah, tell us about it. So, the- there's a variety of research studies that have been done mostly in medical centers in uh, the States and England. And over the past 30 years, um, they've given us a lot of information around the physiology, the physiological effects of sound waves on the human body. So, for instance, the production of nitric oxide is increased through sound waves. Nitric oxide is like a vasodilator that signals our blood vessels to relax. So this allows for the space within us to expand, hmm. basically. It's kind of like an anti-inflammatory. Right, right, right. It just sort of calms the system down by giving us that space. Right. Makes more room for the blood to flow freely, for the nutrients, the oxygen, to every cell in our being. Interesting. So sound waves lead to the release of nitric oxide, the increase of it, and growth factors at a cellular level. So when there's a, when you're using a sound wave, when you're using intention, especially when you add intention and entrainment mm-hmm. to the work, then and you're bringing in sounds, you're actually increasing that nitric oxide within the body. So that's kind of cool. So, you know, uh, for a lot of energy work, people will say, you know, oh, I feel so relaxed. That just feels so awesome. I feel so refreshed and relaxed after a treatment. And there's a logical reason now. We know mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. medical reason for I don't, that. I don't have to be careful with introducing nitric oxide. I remember reading something about it, and it, you know, you, it's not it's something that can freely just be taken. You can buy it as a supplement. But oh, you, I didn't. You, I didn't even know you could buy it as a supplement. <clears throat> but I do know. Well, you that get the, the body... precursor. You could buy the precursor okay. to it. Yeah, and then it just manufactured into nitric oxide. Okay. And there has to be a certain amount of awareness about what you're doing. Just so that and this aren't would be out. pretty non-invasive because it's the you're encouraging the body to do it on its own. Right. It's the Absolutely. you're not you're not putting anything into the body. You're just simply 
offering the sound waves to the body and it's going to take what it needs. Yep. Yeah, you so, probably can't OD on nitric oxide by listening to things. No, 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 no. By no, you sound. Can't, you can't. Yeah. I was just concerned yeah. if someone right, read something about the precursor yeah. to nitric, mm-hmm. yeah. went and bought it, and then, you know, I just wanted to put mm-hmm. uh, just a caution yeah. around that, that it's meant to be brought in through our vibration, not mm-hmm. through our mm-hmm. mouth. As they a listen supplement. to death. Exactly. <laughs> really. <laughs> Another sound. <laughs> so there's another, there's some other research that was done by uh, Alfred Tomatas, who said that nearly all our cranial nerves lead to the ear. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And he, he points out that the ear is related physiologically to the vagus nerve, mm-hmm. which affects the larynx larynx I always say that wrong (laughs) the bronchi the heart the gastrointestinal tract yep so basically what comes in our ear affects our voice our -hmm. breathing our heart rate our digestion Mm -hmm. all affected by the ear Mm. so here I here's one thing too that relates to that there's Mm -hmm. a a researcher named Vera Brand who maintains that about 80 percent of what the brain processes is actually acoustic in nature. And even so when you read, what are we doing in the West when we read, right? Like with our written language, Mm -hmm. we read it phonetically. And then Mm -hmm. inside our head, there's this voice that actually speaks to us. So that is an example of a visual cue comes through our eyes and then is uh, transformed into acoustic, an internal acoustic. Mm-hmm. I uh, thought I was the only process. person who had someone who was reading everything to me. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you've got several people in your brain. We're reading. not talking about that I think today. That's the issue. How many people are in there? Right? And actually, it speaks to the whole question of in a preliterate society or an illiterate mm-hmm. society where people do not read, right? There's considerable evidence to suggest that they actually don't have that internalized voice mm-hmm. in their head. So interesting. what's interesting, yeah, is like this is a all that effect of modernity and literacy and everything like that is boom. Suddenly we're all walking around with, you know, some people have a board of directors in there like Gord, but some of us just have one. A narrator. Right? Yeah. A narrator, right? <laughs> just one little narrator. Oh, I've got a narrator, male, female. You got it all going on, dude. It's a committee, you know, it's a really. Committee. Who are you? Who's speaking? <laughs> oh, that's but that, I think that's what's really fascinating, mm-hmm. though, is that what you what you're just talking about is that, you know, when you know, there are people who actually don't have this in their head. Right. You know, because because uh, then that goes into the whole psych area of the inner critic, mm-hmm. you know, the nasty parent, but also the loving parent that gives you all of those voices. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, so yeah. the psychology of that, then I'm just sort of going, what? Yeah, and the ultimate thing in, in meditation, right, is to be able to actually not eradicate that voice necessarily, but to push it to the side so you're not distracted by it. Turn so the volume it's down. there it's not there in your moment, right? And I think that that is really interesting because uh, it would be cool to see what kind of, if there's any kind of research in terms that connects brainwave patterns and brainwave frequencies mm-hmm. to the presence mm-hmm. of that, that little voice in our head. Because if you think about how much time is spent trying to get that calm yeah. down in meditation mm-hmm. and quiet it is, what do you work on then if you don't already have one? Yeah. Well, then you just meditate. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know, grow gardens or something. I mean, I guess, yeah. it just seems, but then be nobody to tell you how to grow the garden. You just sit, but isn't that cool? Hmm. 
This is a conundrum for me now today. We need a whole new show on that. A whole new one. Yeah. What should I be thinking about? Who am I without my inner voice? Uh, oh. That's a good question. Oh, yeah, that's a very wise. good question. Very wise. Well, Sorry, Sarah. We just no. diverted slightly into our own, <laughs> our stuff. <laughs> that's really interesting, though. The, the sounds within our heads, whether... Well, that goes back to our old question. Yeah, if, if you're not in your head, is it, is it happening yeah. or not? Yeah, exactly. Right. If the tree falls in your head and makes a sound, did it make a sound? Mm-hmm. Right? It's kind if of you the were same there. thing. Because think about it. If you just even closed your eyes for a second and then made the sound of a tree falling in your head, well, your brain doesn't know the difference. True. Between true. the material you actually out. falling. <laughs> right? Or the sound in your head being real. Like there's no mm-hmm. differentiation between what is real and what is supposedly imagined, right? No, no, absolutely. Not according absolutely. to yeah, not according yeah. to the brain. Yeah. Well that goes over to the whole area of psychosis and really what is that? Yeah. Here we you know, go again. Here we go again. You know, I mean it's a fascinating it really is yeah, a fascinating, yeah. fascinating area you're bringing up here. You know. Mm. But it's also there's there is a an absolute, you know, normality to this, and that is, is that mm. this has been going on for centuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in terms of both the inner talk in our head, both as well the as the critic. sounding. Oh my god, my inner critic is so <laughs> old. <laughs> it just keeps coming from life to life. It's like go away. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe I might get a new one next time. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, in terms of like how we use sound, sound mm-hmm. in healing, sound in medicine, sound in mm-hmm. church. And our religions, there is a, there is a normalcy that you know that we really do rely on. Yeah. So we just don't realize how much we rely on it. And we don't realize how ill it can make us as yeah. well, such yeah. as the the urban sounds, yeah. with as the well, lack of natural, as well as uh, our fear of silence. So a lot of times mm. people have a real fear of silence. Now I, I used to lead retreats with uh, or facilitate retreats with youth. And we would have this silent day. And it wasn't even a full day of silence. It was a partial day of silence. And the anxiety leading up to that. There are people that just just keep talking. Or have to have music on or have to Mm -hmm. have something to make sense. So the concept of there being no sound was terrifying for them and not being able to talk and whatever. By the end of the day, every single participant absolutely loved it it was Mm. so powerful Mm. because they finally wrestled with themselves and were able to hear or willing to hear what was going on inside them yeah that uh, well kids the kids are just a little bit more adaptable you know uh i think like to do that in half a day you know i I know people that do have done silent retreats that are like say four to five days Mm -hmm. and they're just like Oh my God! You know they just can't. Uh, they can't get used to it. So even by, by day two, three, crazy. And for some people, that's just too much to do all at once. For me, I've done a number of eight-day silent retreats and absolutely love that. Wow. So it depends, I think, on. Uh, well, for me, I would say it depends on the symbolic representation we put on sound. So what are you know what are we? Where is the sound that we're, or what are we associating it with? And if I am too, if there's too much going on inside me internally, then I, I don't want to hear that. I'm running away from that. Right. So mm. it's too hard. However, with a bit of work, we're usually okay listening to ourselves. Usually mm-hmm. it's much more freeing once we yeah. start listening to that inner. Well, often, you know, often people use 
uh, sound as a barrier to feeling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So as long as they keep talking, 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 mm-hmm. whatever is going on below that surface is not going to surface for them. Yeah, exactly. And they learn that. We learn that really young. We do. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. There's one of the uh, Jonathan Goldman said that sound has such a powerful energy that it has the ability to f- affect all of our cells. It can repattern the yeah. molecules of our being, mm-hmm. and it can even change our DNA. Mm-hmm. This relates to the whole field of was it, uh, cymatics, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where you push sound through, you allow sound to go through a medium mm-hmm. of some sort, water, sand, sand whatever it is, mm-hmm. and it forms these beautiful geometric shapes. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of Emoto's work with water, mm-hmm. right? Where he puts intention into water and then freezes mm-hmm. it, and it forms these crystals, these beautiful crystals, unless you put in icky intention, and then it's all malformed crystals. And if everything mm-hmm. is sound, and you know with your your sound is expressed mm-hmm. through intention right yeah then what we're really doing when we when we're thinking a thought and building an intention into something is putting a particular sound yeah. into it so that's the cymatics that shows up in his work mm-hmm. that we see in in this other all these mm-hmm. other different places where we see it right with the building of geometric shapes and those geometric shapes mm-hmm. are the sacred geometry yeah, right? exactly. And those, that sacred geometry mm-hmm. is what forms our DNA, and it forms our cellular, anything that's, uh, 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 you know, not, sub, well, things that are subparticle too, but mm-hmm. anything that's beyond that, right? When I was, uh, like, Dr. Masaramoto's work on water and the secrets of water and uh, looking at the flash frozen water, depending on what intention has been put beside it. Mm-hmm. The I did for a few months, I was doing a meditation on visualizing the water within me. Yay. So our bodies are so, we have such water content in our bodies uh, as well as crystalline content. So when I did this meditation, I felt so much more alive, so much more alive, hmm. really shifted. You shifted it in what way? It's sort of like the moon, like grabbing the tides and, Whipping them around on the inside? (laughs) Tsunami, tsunami. (laughs) It made me feel like the water within me had gone back to a pure state. So just like Masaru Moto's work, where you can see the beautiful crystals that are formed from beautiful, pure intentions, then on the other side, like that's how it was affecting me. I was feeling that I was clearer and it was like a detox. (laughs) Well, this is fascinating. So you're doing a workshop, I understand. Yes, indeed. We're doing a a workshop in August and we're doing uh, Tuning Into Sound, Tuning Into Your Life with Sound. I think that's great, Tuning Into Your Life with Sound. That's a great title, by the way. Yeah. Um, At least I thought it was a great title. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's... uh, this would be really interesting to, to do something like that. You're on August the 7th. Correct. Yay. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so in the workshop, it's experiential? Yes, indeed. We're just going to play with different sounds. We're going to learn a little bit of the uh, background, the, some of the more of the science and uh, the medical research on it, and then just play with the different instruments. And play with them. Yeah. yeah. You should uh, uh, let us let us hear your uh, your so, rain drum. Okay. Well, this. So I'm going to take you. Machine. It's summer. So let's just pretend we're at the beach. Okay. Yep. Woo! Yep. So, I'm, I'm ready. I'm packed. <laughs> okay. Got my sunscreen on.
So that's a nice flat uh, beach by the ocean, and the exactly. water just you know comes in and in the wave and goes all the way up, you know, the beach, and then it starts back again. It's right here. Yeah, yeah. that's an ocean drum. Yeah, that's a, or, a, or it can be a rain one too, though. Yes, uh, if someone plays yeah. it, I've heard it done as rain, like in a storm, yeah. and it's yes, it's and you cool. can you can vary that. I mean, obviously, I'm not doing that so dramatically right now. No, but, <laughs> no. but you can. It's a wave drum, ocean drum. Yes. Yeah. Uh, pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty powerful. Yeah. Wow. The, yeah, that's, I really have always been really attracted to that. The other one that I know that we have here is the didgeridoo. Yes. Which is those really long, long instruments uh, that uh, the, the Australians, backpack use, uh, uh, indigenous. So uh, I love watching people try to get the six-foot I, stick. I think I, you know? it's taller <laughs> than me. Physical noises. That's what yeah. it sounds like. Uh, so uh, you can pre-register for uh, uh, Sarah's workshop at uh, TAC at transformationalarts.com and uh, we'll be able to save a space for you. It's at 3300 Young Street and that's on August the 7th. Also, August 16th is the Compassion Energy Healing Circle, which you also take part in. Uh, okay. Sometimes you even do music. So uh, that's open to everybody by donation. And all this is at 3300 Young Street on the third floor. So, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Thank your you. Your expertise. And I'm hearing by the bell on the wall that we are drawing to a close. Thanks, Jan. Thank you. Put the bell down. I can't uh, stop playing with all this stuff. I think of a recess. <laughs> I wish you all a great week, and we will be back again next week with another great speaker, actually. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Dr. Jan Hill and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.